Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Headstrong. My name is Louis Strong and I am the host of this podcast. Headstrong is a podcast where I sit down with a number of individuals in the public eye to talk to them about their lives, their careers and specific moments that have helped define who they are to understand what the word headstrong means to them. And to me, the word headstrong means to believe in yourself, to talk about your vulnerabilities and reinforce your self-worth. This is series eight. I simply can't believe that I'm actually saying that. It is so exciting to be back with another 12 episode series. I have some incredible guests lined up, including those in reality TV, actors, promoters, and so many more, including TikTokers as well. Gosh, it's so exciting, and I'm thrilled to have a new series out. I really hope you enjoy this opening first episode with none other than Adam Collar. Now, Adam previously went on Love Island in 2018, and he returned this summer to join the series. He spoke candidly about his need to have an outlet such as the gym and really encourages anyone else to find that outlet in life and really be able to switch off and enjoy yourself. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. But first though, a note from our sponsors. RCK Partners, who specialize in helping UK businesses claim R&D tax relief across the engineering, agricultural and tech space. If you'd like to find out about this valuable source of funding for your business, head to rck.partners or follow the link in the podcast description. I'm so grateful that RCK Partners have joined me for Series 8 and they're such a wonderful, wonderful company to continue this journey. Adam, thank you so much for joining me on Headstrong. How's it going? Mate, I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. 
Sounds like you might be a little fatigued after after your weekend antics and what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I've had a gym, Skull Fitness, that's in the heart of Newcastle. And every year between the members, the any friends and everything like that, it's a big community now. We have a CrossFit competition every year and everyone gets involved, beginners, intermediate, advanced, and it's really good fun. And there might have been a little bit of a night out after just to try and bring everyone together, you know? Nothing like a little bit of bonding. Exactly. <laughs> so let's be honest. Is this how you expected your summer to go? It's definitely not. Um, this was never the plan. I obviously did the show back in 2018, which was absolutely amazing. And I think, to be honest, this is not me putting the show down, but I was probably a lot more excited then. I was 21, 22. Um, I was like a little bit of a jack in the box, and I just. I am not scared to hold my hands up and say I wanted the kind of fame a little bit and not really the fame, but the opportunities that came off the back of it. For me personally, and uh, me and Paige are going absolutely great and amazing. And then when I was going out with Zara back in the day, like that was real too for a certain amount of time. But I went on just for a business opportunity and just to think, right, if I really get my teeth into this show and I kind of get a little bit of airtime, Everything that I want to do in my life, whether it be opportunities to travel, opportunities to work with the brands that I love and stuff like that, opportunities to promote the gym, that was always the game plan. And I think a lot of people who go on that show are kidding themselves when they go on and say, you know, I'm looking for love and stuff like that. We've seen the Molly May era. Everyone wants a piece of that these days. Yeah, man, that's big bucks right there. Exactly. <laughs> so obviously let's dive into Love Island then. What, what did you know? When, when did you know you were going back on? in terms of this second opportunity? So it's a bit different with me because everyone either gets headhunted and cast, which I did back in 2018, or they actually apply themselves. And it's a combination of you come out of those two categories. Most of the time, it's someone who has been picked up on Instagram. Loads of the cast and team have found them, and then they get a DM on Instagram. That's the standard way. That's probably how you're looking at your Gemma owns and stuff like that, where you've got Paige, who actually, I think, applied herself for a little bit of a laugh and thought, oh, it's never really going to happen. And then she was amazing on the show. With me, obviously, from 2018, I have all of the producers, because some of them are really good friends, on WhatsApp. They have my number. They follow me off their personal accounts. Like I've got, I've seen the wedding pictures of one of the producers who's like at the top of the top of the top. And I've also followed some of the runners who are the ones that go around and like make you food and sort of like tidy the beds and stuff like that. So this time around was a little bit different. I got a phone call about six months ago when I was in a relationship, my past relationship. Um, and Lewis, one of the guys who works with the ICV, basically said, Oh, look, would you, we've got a bit of a quirky idea. We might bring the first person back for like for good he said would you be up for it and i said mate i'm in a relationship you've seen you've seen josie on instagram that's kind of where i'm at now fast forward four months after that i actually broke up with her and i didn't go chasing for it at first and i didn't go and text him straight away but because they follow me on instagram there was a severe lack of photos of me and her in comparison to what there was a few months prior so he kind of popped up and we chatted on whatsapp and he just asked the question he was like are you still with that girl or not and i said no this is what's happened i'm kind of struggling a little bit at the gym because she actually worked with us and i'm struggling because we had dogs together and anyway long story short he said if i asked you the same question today what i asked you six months ago would you do the show and i was like yeah definitely and at this point 
page was already in Love Island. It had already started and I still didn't know. I still kind of thought as well that I was a bit of a chess piece where I was like, I'm never going to really go back on. So I, I did the medical and I did the interview and stuff like that. But I was thinking they're just, they're going to have me in the background if the show doesn't really do that well or something like that. I never thought it was a real thing that was going to happen. And then obviously straight after Casa Amor. So you've got to think I was watching the show like someone in the public as well. And I was still sitting there thinking, this is not going to happen. Someone's going to find out. Someone's going to notice that I've been really quiet on, on Instagram. And then they're going to say, oh, the surprise is ruined. Kind of your cut. And that was how it happened. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's a long old process, to be fair, then. Well, considering you were in a relationship anyway. But um, so... Did you see this second time then as, like you were saying earlier, like this another opportunity or were you just kind of like almost caught up in it? Because it sounds like it moved really fast when it actually did kind of the wheels got in motion. Yeah, I mean, the really when I officially knew I was going on was probably 12 days before the show. Yeah. And I, I thought the opportunities that came last time were absolutely amazing. And to be fair, even though my relationship didn't work out the last time, I had some really good friends. I mean, Sam Bird, Samira, Laura Anderson, some of those people are really, really good friends. And I still speak to them every few days, four years down the line. So yes, that might not have paid off, but I thought, you know what, it was a really good experience. Why not go and have another pop with it? We're still doing exactly the same things. We'll potentially have a second gym coming in January, February time. So pretty much just why not give it another give it another go and go for it again yeah, amazing that sounds great how did it compare to last time then was it notably different in terms of internally because you were older more mature maybe even got that experience under the belt i think yes for me i was i've got to be honest there was certain times where i thought which i didn't have in 2018 i i know what i'm doing and i know what i want to do but does this also look good? And that that is kind of what I struggled with this time around in comparison to the first time. I'm someone who just, once I've got a good feeling or something like that, I just go for it. And sometimes that can be a little bit too rash because I probably was like that when I was 22 and there was the four girls and it was like Playboy, Lothari or whatever. But when I get something in my head in relationships and something like, I don't know, I want to say, everyone says, gives me the ache. I actually move very, very quickly. That's just the way I am. It's the way I've been brought up and stuff like that whereas this time around there was a little bit of like will will this like will this look good to the public and i was kind of thinking about that in my head but at the same time me and Paige were really really good and almost too good and i understand why we didn't actually get as much airtime coming off the back of it because it was really nice from the start and i actually really got on with that and nothing was going to mess that up if i had my love island head on it would have been way, way better for me. And we laugh about this now. When Natalia came in as a bombshell, if I went and played up to that and if I went and, you know, got with her or something like that, I would have got so much more airtime this time around. But this was actually, for the first time, a real relationship that I didn't want to mess up. So I probably put my foot down with that and thought, I'm not going to go for the Love Island process and I'm not going to try and keep the cameras on us like I did in 2018 by going and doing this. So, yeah, it was a different experience this time. So with that in mind, then, do you, because obviously you're going on there to be seen, do you feel like you look back on it and go, oh, maybe I could have done something different or you're really happy with how it went and obviously really happy with Paige? I'm really happy with how it went and she's flying into my hometown tonight. We're going for dinner. Like, that's what I want. But if I was, I could have easily, easily 
done when I did it. 2018, that was what I wanted. I wanted the airtime. I knew exactly what I was doing. The second I went in there, I realised exactly what I had to do in terms of like to keep that camera on me. Not that the producers told us to, not that they put anything in my head, but I knew exactly what I should have done to do that. Whereas this time around, I thought, I've kind of already got the following. That doesn't really bother us. I kind of already know it's a big it's a big deal that I'm back on the show as the first person ever. So I don't need any of that drama. And why would I mess something up that is this good? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it makes, it makes sense. And that's also probably that age thing, that maturity thing. Cause going Definitely. back, going in at like 21, you're probably like, yeah, here we go. Like it's going to go up. Follow is going to skyrocket. I'm going to get heaps of attention. It's going to be fab this time around. Exactly. You've kind of, got that level of maturity and understanding of what it's like outside of the villa anyway because all these guys that are coming out now again as as we all know they're you know you go in with however many followers and then come out and it's crazy and the attention is crazy for the next year until the next series yeah i mean one of the things that i'm actually quite happy about this time when i came out in 2018 you come outside you have loads of followers you have loads of attention off girls and stuff like that and i think some of the boys this year who are maybe who are who are going out with are in relationships are going out and seeing people are going to really struggle with the temptation i've done it before i'm 26 i've seriously seriously went around the block i don't really need to do that i'm actually in it for someone who's serious now and they're in an actual relationship so yeah that stuff doesn't bother us anymore love that so now let's talk about love island and its kind of relationship with mental health if we're happy to because obviously the show has had a, a difficult relationship in that regard and the, very sadly lost stars um, yeah. and cast members and the like of that. What's that support like now after the show, especially in comparison to 2018 in terms of when you're in the villa and also when you've come out? So in my personal opinion, I thought 2018 was good enough for me. And I thought, you know what? I actually think they really support you. I've had phone calls of producers in 2018. I've actually rang for someone. I've rang the head exec producer for someone that I was a little bit worried about at one o'clock in the morning. And they got up and straight away tackled that situation and made sure that everything was as good as what the situation could be. The hard thing is you can only help people that actually talk about it. And this is why obviously mental health is all about talking because this person, this cast member spoke to me about it. And then I took it upon myself to try and find expert help, which ITV2 provided. And I thought, you know what? That was amazing. Now that's 2018. Coming on in 2022, I have never seen a machine so well engineered for mental health and trying to support everyone. We had daily Zoom sessions, which were compulsory, whether you wanted to or not. Sometimes we even got a little bit bored of them because we're probably thinking i'm fine like every single day every one person so it would be like me then Paige, then luca then dami you had to go in one by one speak to a psych on a 30 minute zoom which i thought was absolutely amazing wow there was one time where i had a bit of a bit of a dodgy day where there was things that i was thinking about back home straight away there was someone there to speak to they put my mind at rest they just kind of talked us through it and and kind of said like everything's going to be okay. Like the reason you came on the show, think of those positive reasons. And it, it was honestly amazing. The process before you came in, I actually think I would, I would struggle to see how someone with mental health problems could actually get into the show. I think it would almost be impossible for them to even apply and get through the processes because they are so 
I mean, I had three or four site calls before I even got in the villa and they know who I am and they know that I've been on the show before. So God knows what it's like for someone who was doing it the first time round coming into season eight. So I actually said to them, if you ever want me to speak about this, I, I honestly don't know how much more they could have done. And I think they've really, really leveled up their game year after year after year. And even coming off the back of it, we're still getting contacted every few days now to be, and it all, like, it sounds bad. We're not being ungrateful, but it's to the point where like, they know everything that you're doing and really trying to give you that aftercare that you need. That's really reassuring actually. And like, as you say, they've built that infrastructure of support, something that I'm sure, you know, I'm, I feel like that you're quite headstrong in terms of, in terms of mental resilience, but I'm sure that there are some people that probably require a bit more support. And so that's really reassuring. I think the problem for me, and I've said this on interviews before, was everyone always asks if, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, if Laura Anderson's okay because she's really nice and if she's struggling, everyone wants to know that. Everyone's always asking if, you know, a Dr. Alex is okay. But I said the people that, like the stereotypes, the Playboys and the Megan Barton Hansons, the Mees, the Moras, the... Mike, obviously, who sadly took his own life, because we're the ones that are like thick skinned, no one really asks about us on social media. So I think for me, if you have this, if you are constantly in the press being like, oh, this guy, he's like, he's tough, he's tough, he's tough. Those are the people that never really get checked on from outside people as in, in terms of the public, where it's it's those people probably that need more help more than anything, because they're the ones that are getting the backlash a little bit more. Mm, 100%. I think it's really difficult. I spoke to Megan actually for this series as well. And, you know, in terms of uh, the, the abuse she gets in her DMs and like the comments, yeah. it's outrageous. Mm. And I know that there's obviously that level of being thick skinned and also that ability to switch off and ignore anything the press say and indeed the public say. But there's only so much you can take. You were, I mean, we're all only human, right? Yeah, I think for me personally, this is not me being like, oh, I'm thick-skinned, I'm fine. I, I kind of am. I, I've always been that type of person, but it gets to me more when it's something to do with my family or someone to do with someone I actually care about. That stuff hits me way, way harder than anything. Like, people could say anything to me, and I would just be like, whatever. Seriously, like, whatever. Lara, let's talk about um, the day off then. Because you get there's a day in the week when you're on Love Island, right, where they're not the episode doesn't come out. You have to leave the villa for a deep clean or something. Is that right? Uh, no, what they do is, so every Saturday, which this wasn't on 2018, by the way. So I was in for five weeks, five days, I think, in 2018. And I only remember having three of these days. Whereas this time around, it's every single Saturday, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and that's, yeah. also the, that's also the day where you obviously don't see an episode. It's that unseen bits, which is kind of nice, but kind of boring at the same time. Because the boys get split up from the girls. You, you almost get told to be like, right, you can talk about whatever you want, but don't talk about like... Relationships. The, the relationship. Stuff in the thing, yeah. Ima imagine if I told Luca, like, imagine if I'm in the villa and I've just came in and it's like, oh, who does Adam like? Who does Adam like? And this kind of did happen because I had a rest day on my second day or third day that I came in. If I tell Luca when there's no microphones on that I like Paige, that's what I'm going to go for and no one sees it, then the next day I go for it, people are going to think, where did that come from? So that's obviously, that's, yeah, that's kind of how it works. And normally they give her a little bit of a treat for kind of behaving in terms of like, I think I had a McDonald's like two times oh. and then they got like, 
they got a banging stone baked pizza place one time as well. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of boring, but it's just one of them things. That's the only day where you feel like you're actually are in the villa on holiday. You know, that's like the only time you do. And uh, they separate all the boys and the girls in beds as well to make sure that there's nothing going on. Fair enough. There you go. That's a little, that's interesting. Now, what about as well, not knowing the time? Because you yourself are probably a, a creature of routine in terms of going to the gym, eating at the right time and stuff. How does that work for you? Because it's not the greatest format. and doesn't really conform to what you probably live by when you're at home. I really, really struggled with that when I first came in. I am someone who is a 5am clubber. And especially when I'm at work and I'm in the zone, like obviously I was training for a triathlon before. So I'm training like two, two hours, three hours a day. And then going from that to going into a villa. And honestly, I must have done a thousand steps a day. So that really stresses out. And also just trying to get used to that time difference of being, I'm going to guess it's anywhere from 12 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the afternoon you're waking up and then going to bed at like anywhere from 2 or 4 a.m., depending on what the drama is. So if it's a big dumping, you're coming out at 4 a.m. And then on the date when me and Paige went on that yacht boat, um, we went from being on that sleeping pattern to then the next day going straight in. And I think we were up at 7 a.m. because we saw in the taxi on the way there that it was like 7.15 a.m. So the sleep, you kind of feel like you're on the job when it's like that. Yeah, it's so weird. I, just, I, just, I would not like to not know what the time is. I just It would stress me out too much. You actually get really, really good at trying to work it out and working it out. Like we used to play this game where if you saw one of the security guards and they had an iPhone out, you would check the time. And then obviously if someone if someone saw the time, they'd come around and be like, guess what time it is. <laughs> it's the little things. <laughs> the most ridiculous games to keep you entertained. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking to take control of research and development tax credits to boost your business cash flow, RCK Partners can help you. Simply head to rck.partners or follow the link in the podcast description. Thank you to RCK Partners for joining me on this journey with Headstrong Series 8. So let's go then to pre-Love Island days. Let's go back to school. <laughs> when you reflect on your your time in education and kind of being a teenager and growing up, is that was that a positive experience for you? Um, I didn't have the best time in school in the early years in terms of I was a little bit bigger, I was a little bit overweight. I was always the tallest or one of, and it used to seem to just draw more attention to that. And I feel like because I looked a little bit older, I just stood out like a sore thumb. Um, so, you know, I always say like school's really tough, especially for kids when they're a lot younger. And I think that if you... I'm going to be stereotypical here, but like if you if you wear glasses and someone says something here and you react, then they really go in on that. Or if you have a certain color of hair or and then the kids, you know what I mean? Like they really hone in on something if you react. And for me, it was always like, oh, I was a little bit bigger than the other kids. And then I was a little bit chubbier than the other kids. So that's what they knew got to me. And I was really quite timid and really not confident at all. Um academic wise i was actually really academic but nothing compared to what i do no sport no i obviously tried to play sport but i mean i was not athletic at all i wasn't really confident compared to what you sort of look at now and i was pretty much in anything and everything in terms of like math science i actually wanted to do art um i was going to go and do and try and do architecture that was always like one of the plans and then 
the gym stuff just kind of took over. I completely changed from the years of like 16 to 18. Found the gym, really enjoyed it. Almost had this bit of a, for want of a better word, fuck you mentality against the world of like constantly getting picked on up until then. And then honestly, them two years, I don't know what happened with us. I don't know what clicked in my head. But I was just like, you know what? If anyone's going to do anything about this, it's going to be me. And I honestly spent them years of like 16 to 18 when everyone was kind of drinking and stuff like that. And I did go to house parties. I was so focused on trying to change and like build myself in terms of confidence and in terms of like physical health. And that's kind of what happened. And that's how it spiraled into me playing rugby for the first time. I mean, I started so, so late at 16. And then I was like, pretty decent like in a short space of time just because I actually turned quite athletic and I was getting bigger and bigger and bigger um and then that's kind of where the confidence kind of grew and then meeting girls and going out for the first time when did you first become aware of your own mental health um then was that pre-16 then I would say yeah like I remember this sounds really heavy and I almost, I don't like that whole X Factor sub story sort of vibe, but I, I genuinely do remember being a kid and getting picked on for being overweight. And I'm going back to probably the years of like 12, 13, 14 and like coming home and crying to my mom about it and being like, why, like do the, why do the pick on us and stuff like that? But it's just because I, because I reacted, they knew that that was the way to just go in on that. But again, I'm pretty realistic. I'm like, every kid gets it. But I didn't really know it was mental health. I think I was just a kid that was upset. It was given, getting a hard time in school. I would say mental health is something that I've kind of realized is more of a bigger thing in my later years, in my 20s. And kind of, I would say nowadays, especially, I mean, I train because I love it. And there's a certain degree of like wanting to be in shape and wanting to look good. But it's kind of my own iron therapy. That's what I always say. That is the kind of that's my way of processing everything mentally. Anytime anything bad has happened in my life, I've always went in this really weird training phase where I'm just in there nonstop. Why do you think going to the gym is so beneficial for like mental health and working it out? Because it's almost like training the brain to an extent as well. I honestly think, and there is something so underrated about tough, intense exercise. And I think exercise, especially whether it's walking is absolutely amazing whether it is doing yoga, Pilates, whatever it is, is amazing. But for me personally, when I go through some sort of tough hardship in the gym, there is nothing in the world right in that second that I'm thinking of. It's the only time where I think like I am only trying to beat the clock or beat the person next to us or trying to beat myself from like yesterday. And it's the only time I would say where I'm 100% switched off from work, 100% switched off from relationships, family, anything bad that's going on. I think it was, I can't remember what happened when I was younger. I think it might have been like when my grandma passed or something like that. And I was obviously really close with her. And I actually think I might have even had an argument with my parents because I was like, I'm going to the gym. And they were like, what are you on about? You're going to the gym? And I was like, because I'm going to the gym. Like, that's my thing. Like, And I honestly must have stayed there. And I didn't train for three, four hours. But I think I was there for three, four hours in total because it's just my place. That's where all my best ideas are. That's where I process everything. And that's where I get my own sort of stress relief. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of kind of support networks as well, then, do you say that you've got a good bubble around you? And indeed, even when you were at school as well, you had people to lean on and support you? I've definitely found like by the ages of, and I spoke about this a lot to some of my friends recently, the ages of like 22 to 26, you really realize who you kind of got to 
not be friends with, but my friends have changed so much from the, I've cut off some people because I just think like, you are not what I need in my life because it's not good for me. And it sounds really, really harsh sometimes, but you are only as good as your circle. And all of those people around me, I mean, the, put it this way, the person that was running my Instagram in 2018, who I give my Instagram password, who I thought was my best friend at the time, completely cut out from my life now. It was definitely not the right person. It was definitely not the right influence. And at that time, I thought he was my absolute best friend. Whereas other people and the people that I've met now, and I don't think time is very important. There's people that I've met over the last couple of years, and I would trust them with a hell of a lot more. They are much better influences on me, and I would give them a lot more time a day now. And yes, they're not like school friends, but what does that really mean? Everyone's going to be friends in school. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. In terms of that, like that kind of stuff that you've kind of cut out now, is it, what is it, just kind of too much partying and people that just bring you down negatively? I think, honestly, and we were speaking, of, I say we, me and one of my friends were speaking about this last night, and the gym especially. I do not know what or where I would have ended up with that whole party boy lifestyle or something like that if I did not find the gym at 19, 20 years old because I was relentless in terms of like the people that I was around, the bother that I used to get into in any situation. I, I just honestly don't know where I would have been. And I think it's the, always the one thing that's kept me humble and kept me grounded. And this is the same thing with them circle of friends. The people that I've got around me understand like who I am where I want to go, what I want to be, we'll all help each other. And yeah, like I'm, I'm on a mission. I know what I, I know what I want to do and they all support that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great. I think it's really, really important as well to have that vice for everybody in terms of coming out. Otherwise you'll just get caught up in this circle of, you know, constant partying. Cause I remember when you came out in 2018 and you had that long touring um, thing of public appearances and you yeah. did literally like, I can't remember. I think it was like 60 dates, right? Oh, I mean, it, what was your yeah. relation? What is your relationship with alcohol like then? Does it, if you have too much of it, does that really bring you down mentally and just get you out of routine in terms of your gym? I think for me, it is, I can go through phases. And one of the things, like I went before the villa, I think I went four months without zero alcohol, but that was because I had a training goal. And obviously I didn't actually expect to go on Love Island. I was always training for this like triathlon. Um, and I'm really fine with that. Whereas I will drink and I will go out and stuff like that. But I feel like I kind of, I know I have a very addictive personality in terms of if I've got like something in my head, I will really go for it. And I think that's why I've always been someone that doesn't drink frequently, but I'll have one big blowout and then kind of go back to like the way I am. And I think that for me, I've never drink in the house. I've never, I've always re related alcohol and stuff like that to kind of like going out and socializing. So I'm definitely, definitely not the biggest drinker. I'm probably one of the one of the least in terms of my friendship groups, but I don't have a problem with it. It's one of them things that I kind of check myself. I have almost conditioned myself that if I go out drinking and stuff like that, the things that I do around it in terms of training and in terms of the gym will almost be like, right, that's, you've done that. So this is what you do now to sort yourself out. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that's a really good attitude to look at it. So you never have alcohol in, that, in your house. No, I would never, I would never sit in the house and have a drink. It would be, I would sit in my parents maybe. And I would say I probably drink more 
in the week that the gym shuts at Christmas than I do the full rest of the year. And that's because I'm with like all of my family. I feel 100% comfortable. I know that they've got my best interest at heart. They're people mm. that I actually trust. And I think when you are in this whole influencer world, I don't trust people enough to get drunk around them, to be quite honest. I mean, Paige is probably the one of the only people that has seen me like that since coming out of the villa already. So when we talk about trust then, and in terms of kind of influencers and having that close circle, what what does it take for you to kind of appreciate someone and realise that you do trust them? Do you know what I mean? Because you have to almost be sceptical every time you meet somebody. But then is that really negative, having that attitude when you meet somebody going, well, hang on a minute, uh, you know, do they want something out of me or are they being genuine? I don't know. I think it's a it's a funny one i wouldn't actually know how to properly answer that but i can tell you something my personality and this is one of the things that i sometimes maybe struggled with in the villa i seem to analyze every situation and every single person and i think with relationships in the past not relationships but girls that i've been seeing especially after the villa in 2018 there was times where i thought is this person actually genuinely for me or is it because it looks good on their instagram <laughs> um, and that's one of the things that people people i think will struggle with a lot when it comes out of the villa you kind of don't know because when you're going out with someone who has a million followers a million plus followers it kind of helps your life regardless whether it be a free holiday whether it be free holidays free instagram free clothes all of those things they're kind of being pretty smart by being with you anyway. So it's kind of up to you to decide with that. And I think that's why I'm very, very careful about who my friends are these days. I have very, a very small group. Um, some of my best friends are actually who work for me now. Um, but we've just, we've just built that trust over time. So what does that future look like for you then? We're out of the villa now. You've got your gym, as you say, potentially gym number two around the corner. Any other yeah. projects uh, down the line? I I just know that how passionate I am about the fitness sort of stuff. I want to be in everyone's pocket, whether it be on the online training platform, on the app. I, I, there's a few big things that I want to do in terms of like, like I would like to do an Ironman and I would like to have them personal achievements, but I kind of want to do it for a bit of a reasoning behind it in terms of like doing it for charity and whether it be doing it for mental health or doing it for there's every year we do every year for the last three years, I've done some sort of charity event for the local homeless shelter. Um, so doing something where like, yes, it's kind of a challenge because I like having something to work towards, but also not just for anything, doing it for a reason behind it. So there are a few like personal things that I've got on. And then apart from that, just push scope and push the business as far as I can. And then enjoy my time outside of that. Like I said, I'm, exactly. I'm pretty excited. Paige is coming to Newcastle for the first time tonight. So I'm pretty happy with that. Great. I love that. Right. The final question that I ask every guest is what does the word headstrong mean to you? What does the word headstrong mean to you? I think headstrong for me would be being thick skin enough to cope with life and everything that life throws at you, but also being strong enough and headstrong enough to know when you need to talk about it and to know when you need to open up, when you need to find an outlet. And I would say that is my number one thing. Everyone thinks, oh, they look at my Instagram and they look at the type of training that I could do. 
and that's not for me. I don't push any of my family on what they should be doing in terms of exercise. And I don't say they should do what I do, but I just say find something, find whatever it is, whether it be like, you know, going for a run, going for a walk, whether it be going swimming, whether it be like, it could be anything. It could be coloring in and drawing. But if there's something that you have that allows you to like switch off and have an outlet for life, I think it's the most number one underrated thing in the world. Amazing. Adam, top stuff. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on this series. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best uh, and, and to Paige as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. that concludes this first episode of series eight of headstrong a massive massive thank you to adam collard and his team for helping organize this episode it was great to have him on and i really think he spoke really well and eloquently about the things that he's so passionate about so adam thank you so much i really really appreciate it don't forget you the listener to subscribe rate, review, anything, share it with your family and friends. It really, really does help creators like me continue to make work like this. I really appreciate your support. We've got so many more fantastic episodes, so be sure to join next week for another fantastic episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.